everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Persuasion about a Pint. I'm Jonathan Taylor, along with Sean McCool. Sean, today we're doing a Wednesday edition, pre-Thanksgiving, since uh, everybody being the festive, the Thanksgiving and the post-Thanksgiving, you know, no one wants to listen to our podcast on a, on a Friday afternoon. No one's going to tune into this. Well, so we're going to do it the day before. UK, I don't know. Do they do Thanksgiving over there? I know we got some UK listeners. Oh, that's true. That's Australian true. And listeners. we got some Canadian people. The the Canadians, they celebrated their Thanksgiving in October. Um, yeah. So I didn't think about that, but. Huh, who cares? We didn't we want don't. to on Friday. <laughs> After a day of eating tomorrow, we may not feel like being on the show Friday. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, today we're going to do a random flight of persuasion goodness. So got I've some got... random topics. We're going to talk about, uh, you've got some things that you're going to share on yeah. uh, sales. I've got, uh, you know, we've got uh, Friday is a first for Black Friday. NFL's doing their Black Friday game. And what's interesting, they're going to be doing some advertising during the middle of the game with QR codes. Um, yeah. I'll give it all away. Okay. Keep I'll stop guessing. there. Keep them guessing. <laughs> I've got uh, four words. Let me show you how to do a tease properly, Jonathan. I've got four words that can double your chance of your prospect saying yes during a sales call. I've got um, four words. I've got a special way that you can look at people to make them like you more. Um, I've got a really good idea for our e-commerce friends or even people who aren't e-commerce, but people who sell stuff. A great idea that, that you see every year, super common, but super effective um, little thing that they can do on their, especially if you've got blogs or Instagram followers or anything like that. Then I've got, we're going to talk about the hammock effect in presentations, sales presentations, stage presentations, all that kind of stuff. And we'll talk about the Rainsberger pivot. Wow. Yeah. I, mean, I come Let's I, see I your come. research source here. I mean, what's your what's your go-to source there? Today it was Google. Okay. Yeah, and I just kept poking around until I found some stuff that I thought was interesting. A lot of the same stuff out there. You know, 332 episodes in, it starts to get hard to find new stuff. So, oh, of course. I think I found some some good stuff that'll that'll keep the people entertained. Uh, so. <laughs> Are hopefully you not those, entertained? Hopefully those were strong enough teases that they'll stick around after yes. while we do our juvenile beer talk segment. Of course. That's that's the most important thing. Anything yeah. that we can we can come up with to surround our beer talk with. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's is time well spent. So Exactly. Um well, speaking of beer, what do you have over there in your neck of the woods? All right. So I've got one from uh Duclaw, uh okay. brewing company. And this one, I'm going to hold up the one that um, I'm not opened. Uh, it's called the Pastry Archie. Pastry Archie. It is a super freak. <laughs> super freak. Um, coconut caramel chocolate brown ale. Oh, man, that uh, sounds like Thanksgiving, sort of. Yes. Man, I love the Pastry Arch stuff. They got some cool flavors. They're, yes. I think I had their like French toast or something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love pastryarchies. Um, yeah, no, Baltimore, Maryland. This is a seven and a half, uh, 7.5% brown yeah. ale. All right. So, and I'm drinking out of a um, coffee. <laughs> I forgot mug. my beer glass. So I'm drinking out of a black rifle uh, beer mug that looks like a <laughs> grenade. <Yes. laughs> a grenade. <laughs> well, that's appropriate because in the news today, there's 
Ooh. an explosion up there around <laughs> Canada. I saw that right before we got on. That yeah. was news. And then you bring a grenade to the show. <laughs> just bad timing. You're just trying to get us canceled. Cringe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't right, know what's do going have? on up there. That's crazy. Um, all right. So I've got today, I've got from Burlington Beer Company, the Barista Double Coffee Porter. Barista is a double coffee porter aged on locally roasted coffee beans by our friends at Abracadabra Coffee Company in Woodstock, Vermont. We age this robust porter on more than two pounds of coffee per barrel for an intense character of freshly brewed coffee, complemented by malt flavors and aromas of dark chocolate, raisins, caramel, and vanilla. Mm. 7.3%. Available September through March, which is right now. And uh, yeah, here's the... Oh, I like that. Yeah, just very simple mm-hmm. can with a little. To put the price on the back. Little, well, that's because <laughs> that's it's a single. single. Yeah, it's yeah. a single. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. So, yeah, nice and dark for a porter. It looks more like a stout to me. But yeah. So, I don't know if it's double coffee or double porter, even though it's a double coffee porter. So, I don't know. So, all right. Well, let's cheers it up now that you're back in the studio. Uh, your- yeah, that's right. Back in the. Let's do it one more time. There we go. Oh, man. Oh, that's good. That's, ooh, that's very, that tastes like cold brew. Does it really? Yeah, it's good. Mm, That's really good, too. All right, on the scale of one to five pints, decimals optional, optional. What do you give your pastryarchy fruity breakfast? Whatever that was called. They should pastryarchy should do a a uh, what's that called? Co branding with IHOP and do like the Rudy Tooty fresh and fruity beer. Oh yeah, that would be right up their alley. So you seem to be hesitating on the trying Man, to figure it's, it out. It's really hard. It's um. I go four eight. It's good. Oh wow! I was yeah. It's I really was, good. I thought you were. I was like going man, the other end. I, this was really good. Oh, because usually you go. Oh man, that's good. Right when you taste it, but you kind of held back this time, keeping me guessing. I like it. I was deciding, do I want to give this one the magic number, a perfect score? Yeah, but yeah. I mean, could have gone four nine, but whatever. All right. <laughs> um, so I'm going to do a four five on this. It is. If you picked up this can barista double coffee porter, it is exactly that. Like it is, it would not disappoint at all. It tastes mm-hmm. very much like cold brew. Um, it's got a very strong coffee taste. So if you like coffee porters, it's perfect. But I'll give it just as a beer in general. I'll give it a four or five. Okay. But if you if you wanted a coffee, it'd be a five out of five for I want a coffee porter. So. That's a, it's that good of a coffee porter. So that's but, my kind of beer right there. Yeah. <clears throat> I love the fact, and I mean, you're right. It does, there's no head whatsoever when you poured that thing. So yeah, no, it's, it's very, very light. Um, it's a big can too. So it's like, like didn't fill up <clears throat> my glass even, or it overfilled my glass, I should say. Um, it's always nice. By the way, I love your, uh, I love your specs, man. 
Oh yeah, thank you. I got my contacts in today, so I have to wear my reading glasses because I can't mm-hmm. see the computer. So very you cool. You haven't hit that yet. You're still too young for that. Hide <laughs> no, it, man. Hide it. I, just, <laughs> I wear. Um, I used. To, I was wearing reading glasses for a while there, and I went with the uh, like these mono mono vision contacts, so uh, I can. Yeah, that's probably my next move. I so. can actually look down and read. Yeah, oh, so cool. I've been wondering if those contacts work so they do cool they do it I takes it takes time. maybe a half a day to get used to um yeah. but man i couldn't couldn't do without them right now yeah so that's the old people segment on the podcast so <laughs> beer we'll and on. we'll move on to the uh, yeah we'll move on to the more interesting <laughs> stuff for our younger listeners uh it's coming for for you <laughs> that's right man uh, time man. spares no one um man. so all right, well, let's jump in. Like, where do you want to start? Um, we've got, so we've got the. I'm interested to learn about this. Some of the things you mentioned. Okay. Um, I'll just mention, I'll mention real quick on, on Friday. I think this is interesting. So I was looking at the news because um, I'm always fascinated what's going on. I don't think, does anybody ever, does anybody really go to Black Friday sales in person anymore? I don't know. <laughs> I, I think a lot of people do, but I don't. <clears throat> um, you know, I guess maybe it's like a tradition for some people, but, uh, but I'm more interested in kind of what the on a lot of the online retailers are doing. But I, I did notice that, you know, this year we're having the black Friday there, there's actually a black Friday NFL game. Um, right. and unfortunately it's the dolphins and the jets, uh, the lowly jets are playing, but I saw a clip from, uh, Is this Gary- going to be on prime. Yeah, it's going to be on Amazon Prime. Okay. Um, and so during the game, what they're going to be doing is featuring. Yeah, there you go. They're going to have uh, ads pop up during the, or kind of more of a subtle, I think, display, where during the game um, they'll have QR codes attached okay. to or down below the screen that you can, uh, you know, special deals that you can uh, just hold your phone up to um during the game and you know so that's interesting because there's two things there's two things about this they're going to uh obviously the people that tune into it there's going to be some obviously some opportunities for retargeting i'm sure (laughs) so um yeah once you yeah that'll be interesting because i guess yeah they would know if your 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 amazon account would know if you're watching right that's right absolutely log in I think it's kind of brilliant because it's just a way of like keeping like you got, I mean, Amazon is just so brilliant at this. It just, um, you know, I think they were thinking long ahead when they started doing deals with the NFL to host games on there. And I think this is just one more uh, way that this is all played out. You know, they've been doing NFL games on Amazon, but now they've got the black Friday game the day after Thanksgiving, everybody traditionally looks at it, maybe a Thanksgiving game, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on Thursday, but then now they've got games on Friday. Um, and which I know, think is brilliant because is... there's a lot of people. If you're not into the shopping, mm-hmm. then you're you're probably sitting around on Friday, not you know. That's right. There's a That's lot right. of dead I mean... time on that that day if you're not shopping. Even if you are shopping, you typically do it early, and then by the right. afternoon, everybody's twiddling their thumbs looking for something to do. Mm-hmm. That's right. 
And so most will be kind of, even if you're not completely uh, tuned into the game or watching the game, you t- it's for a lot of people, it's like background noise yeah. when people are in the house, but you know, they're going to use this as an opportunity to, um, I'll be interested to see some of the, uh, you know, I don't know how much you can see some of the stats on, or some of the statistics of people that, or the, the viewership, you know, on that particular game and, uh, but they're going to use this to their advantage for sure. Um, and it's not, it's a free for all. It's not just for prime members too. So that's the other thing. Um, you know, you I'm, would have I'm, to have the app, I guess, right on your smart TV or right. something, or is it, yep. cause it's not co-listed with some like NBC or Fox or anybody. No, I think you have to be watching it through the, uh, Amazon platform, okay. you know, whether it's through the website or through. Yeah, which most people have a smart TV now. And can, yeah, can yep. get that and probably already have it downloaded if they watch NFL at all. So yeah, so unlike the Thursday, the, so the Thursday night game is uh, that's only available for Amazon Prime members. But the, it, I find it interesting that they made this a free for all on Friday because, I mean, <laughs> going back to just how you know forward thinking, you know yeah. they're going to make this available to everyone but they're going to use this to their advantage from an advertising standpoint. So, yeah. One thing and not p- many people realize I, I learned this when I was writing copy for a company and they do, they spend a lot of money on advertising. So they got approached by Amazon. Amazon owns a huge network similar to Google of off Amazon ad space. Yeah. Like, I mean, it rivals what Google's, you know, all the platforms that Google can put ads on. So banner ads, all kinds of stuff. So they have a huge footprint on for ads. If you ever, if you're looking for a third or fourth, you know, ad place mm-hmm. to put ads, yeah. um, you have to do a little digging, but you can find, and they don't advertise it a lot because they tend to go after bigger advertisers. Like you have to be spending a certain amount. I don't think you have to be, but that's who they go after is people who are already spending, you know, 30, 40, 50,000 a month. And they want to allocate some of that money to yeah, you know, <clears throat> more towards, right. towards their platform. So mm-hmm. yeah, advertising, Amazon's advertising game is a lot bigger. I think than most people realize like they're not just advertising their own stuff. They've got a whole net added network. So it'd be interesting to see if like, some of those brands who use their platform are the ones that are going to be featured in those specials, or if it's going to be just sent to the traditional Amazon store that we're familiar with, that'll be interesting to see. Yeah. It says what I'm reading here, it says they'll start the, so the game is at three o'clock on Friday. They're going to start the the pregame a little early, like around, I think one 32 o'clock and they'll be celebrating various deals throughout the day um specifically for viewers so these will be exclusive deals you're not going to be able to find anywhere else except for the viewers of that particular game okay. so wow and they'll be dropping these deals via QR code people can instantly scan that code and benefit and shop from their couch while they're watching the game Man, talk so, about the urgency right <laughs> I imagine those are time limited deals as well that's right absolutely yeah, they, Man, they're, they're not gonna. Yeah, so you only get you only have that uh, that opportunity during that three hour period to wow. access those. So interesting. That's, yeah, that that's, that's a win win. Cool. You think about that. You know how that plays to the uh, you know the eyeballs for the game, and then 
you know, it's kind of a, a win-win for the NFL and for the advertisers of Amazon. Amazon's making a lot of money off of this deal. So, yeah. Well, you know, who's been, um, is it DoorDash that's been doing the commercials during football games this season where they just, it's the red screen with the white letters and it just yep. has the QR code at the bottom. Mm-hmm. It's like, start your order now. Yep. And the weird little guys just like, start your order, you know, <laughs> order your stuff. What are you? Yeah, exactly. Um, I've never done, we, we don't do delivery foods. I'm like, I'm, I'm too old. I'm like, I ain't paying. So like, <laughs> do you know what you're paying by the night. time somebody delivers? <laughs> Dude, I, I had an idea, but I went and looked the other night. Right. Yeah. So I went to a local, I put in DoorDash or Uber, Uber Eats, I think it was mm-hmm. for a local <laughs> Chinese place that we like, you know? Right. And I was like, man, these prices look high on the menu. Yeah. So it was like, I was like, okay, sesame chicken, $16. Delivery fee was only like 49 cents. It was a special, whatever. I'm like, that seems really high. So I go, I go on to the, just the browser or to their, you know, to their website where I can just do a pickup delivery, pickup order. Yeah. 10 bucks for the same thing. <laughs> but through the Uber Eats platform, it was 16 bucks. Yeah. You know, and that doesn't count tip, but that doesn't count. No, like, I mean, you factor in all that. You're thinking you're looking at $20, right? Yeah. I'm like <clears throat> two miles away. I can drive two miles. And I mm-hmm. mean, I told Tamara, I was like, you know, I don't get out of the house anyway. So I actually like going to pick up some food every once in a while because I'm work from home. And like, it's pretty bad too. You think about it. Like, I mean, most places you can go in. I mean, I get it with, I mean, nowadays we're just so spoiled. You think about like, not only do we have Uber Eats, but we have like, um, you know, you don't even have to go into a grocery store anymore. You just show up and you make your order online and they bring it out to your buggy. And it's, you want to see something crazy that I saw yesterday? What's that? On the old socials. So I'm going to add this to the screen. This new company, I don't know how new they are. They're in Charleston. Juiced Fuel. Never stop for gas again. Your personal mobile fuel delivery service. Wow. They will come to your driveway in a truck and fill up your car with gas. Now that's pretty clever. So you do not have to worry about stopping on the way to work to get your gas. They will actually deliver your gas for you. And you just schedule your fuel delivery. Um, wow. It's like 24 <clears throat> bucks a month plus the cost <clears throat> of gas. And again, I don't know if they mark up the gas. It didn't really say. I didn't get into that. But And you can make a business out of anything these days. Yeah, you can. I mean, that's that amazing. Is- that's crazy. That would save me a ton of money because typically if I stop and get gas, I'm walking <laughs> into the gas station and spending who knows how much on that's true they should play that up a little bit soft drinks and or drinks soda drinks or whatever and i mean one bag of jerky i mean that's that almost pays for your subscription right there (laughs) man but yeah if it kept you from stopping at bucky's if you're doing road trips you know you know that's dangerous yeah like could you just follow me on my road trips that would be great (laughs) just pull up next to me and i have to stop and i just need a a place to yeah. pee, like give me a little tube out the door. <laughs> Make good time for a change. Bucky's is an experience though, you know. Yeah, Bucky's is yeah, it's definitely worth it. <laughs> so all right, all right. So what else do we have? We uh we've talked about Black Friday. You've got some stuff that I'm really interested in on 
sales and persuasion. Yeah. So let's, um, especially the look thing. There's a certain look. Uh, yeah. So let's go there. Right. So I was watching yeah. a podcast yesterday on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite, one of my favorite podcasts right now is the diary of a CEO. Um, really good. He, he asked good questions. It's kind of a long format type show. Uh, but he had this neuroscientist on yesterday and she was talking about, you know, eye contact and different things like that and different ways to, uh, increase likability between people. And one of the things you do is you look into someone's left eye with your right eye. Hmm. Okay. And she said, this actually goes back to when little babies and mommies are, um, first bonding. Most moms are right-handed. So they hold their baby in their left arm and then they gaze down. So their right eye is looking in the baby's left eye. Okay. So, um, so chances are most people that's going to work. Um, so basically you just, at first it's hard to, I kind of tried this yesterday. I practiced a couple of times. Um, at first you can kind of look at somebody's left eye, which is going to be the same side as your right eye. So you don't have to think too hard about it. Right. It's, like, you know, cause it's a mirror image. You can kind of look at it both eyes, but then if you just concentrate a, just a little bit and kind of make your, your right eye, the dominant eye that you're looking at somebody with, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll see it. And what this does, this connection, it creates this neural feedback loop between the two people and it actually releases oxytocin, which is the love chemical. So mm-hmm. there's a stronger bond between the two people. Um, and it happens very quickly. So while you're shaking someone's hand, for instance, and you're making that eye contact, you want to make sure that you're looking into their left eye specifically with your right eye. You don't have to hold it forever. Don't get awkward about it. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, that, that alone. With just your right eye. Cause I feel like both eyes. Yeah. It takes a little bit of like focus. Like you kind of have to just think I'm looking with my right eye. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I do think that, but both eyes, I think both eyes move towards, the, I mean. I yeah, both eyes will move that direction for sure. But you want to just, if you just think consciously, my right eye is looking at their left eye. Like right. I'm, I'm, I'm engaging with this person. Eventually you'll kind of feel it. Like, mm-hmm. and it, this isn't a vision or this isn't a sight thing. It's a vision thing, right? So it's the difference between sight and vision. Sight is the very physical act of seeing thing where vision is what your brain does to the images that are in front of you. I see. Yeah. So it's more of a vision. It's more happening in the brain than in the the eyeball itself. So, so don't worry too much about it, but just kind of when you're doing that, look into their left eye with your right eye. You can even practice on the zoom screen by looking at the green dot on your, if you got a Mac, the green dot on your camera. Yeah. And just kind of think I'm looking with my right eye and you can kind of feel the difference where if you look with your left eye, yeah. And then you look with your right no, eye. No, I see. Yeah. <clears throat> feel the difference. Like you see yeah, you feel like you are looking just with your right eye. I just wonder. Yeah. Um interesting. Yeah. I'm gonna make a note of that. So it increases oxytocin, which increases trust, increases openness. So people are more likely to um reveal stuff they might not reveal if you didn't make that connection. So if you're with a prospect, they're gonna be more open about their concerns, their problems things like that. 
That's what oxytocin will do, right? You say things when you are in love mm -hmm. and we don't mean you're trying to get your client to fall in love with you. Oh, you, oh, you kind of are, but, um, you know, so. Okay. So what's the research behind this? I mean, <laughs> it's just neuroscience. It's, it's based on mother child bonding. Okay. All right. Yeah. She didn't quote any specific studies, but we could go back and find them. I'm sure if, if you wanted yeah. to. So, no, I'm, I'm going to try it. I'm going to yeah. try it. Um, you know, also like, you know, it, 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 we've heard other things like, obviously if you can get someone to laugh, you get a similar effect. If you can get someone True. to yeah. give you a hug instead of a shake, like, you know, that's going to inc increase that more. So right. anything like that, but this is one that you can do, even if someone's fairly formal and it doesn't have to be when you shake their hand, you can do it across the table. Like it doesn't have to be like super up close. You just have to make that eye contact. Um, that's super interesting. Yeah. I thought so too. Very interesting. You can do it with your kids, your wife, um, you know, clients, whatever, like anybody you need to increase. And it's just, it's a glance. Trust. I mean, like you said, yeah. you don't want to make it awkward. You want to yeah, make it's not a 10 second stare. That's going to get no. weird. No. <laughs> so, yeah. You want to look and then it's not you know, a Tony Robbins. How you normally talk to people, but you're making sure that, you know, when you're glancing at them, you're looking, you know, into their left eye. So, right. yep. whereas normally, you know, my methodology has always been, you know, in sales is a lot of times looking, uh, sometimes into their eyes, but a lot of times that they just above the eyes, you know, right. is what they, I've always been taught. Um, yeah. and, uh, so that's interesting. I'm going to, yeah. I mean, you know, one to two seconds is really all you need. Yeah. Um, longer than that, it gets a little awkward, you know? Yep. For but, sure. So, yeah. So I, I was looking, you know, as I was just kind of poking around and stuff, another thing I found this, this one's not really backed by science. It's just my own press personal preference. If you're looking to kind of increase sales, especially online or in your industry, um, one thing you can do that I think is very effective. And I thought of this cause this morning I saw one of these and I spent probably 10 minutes on it without even realizing it. And that is gift guides and gift lists. You know, so here's 25, you know, best gifts for dad under 50 bucks. Mm -hmm. You see a lot of affiliate sites doing this, but if you're in a certain niche, you know, with, if you're a, you know, if you're in the supplements niche as an e-commerce person, you could list out, you may not want to list other supplements. You might want to list workout equipment though, you know, and link to Amazon and then sure. get the affiliate yeah. income as a little boost, but it also provides value to people because people are always trying to figure out what, what to get people for stuff. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was, a, and that's something anybody can put together in a blog post. Um, you can hire a VA or, a, you know, somebody on Fiverr to put that together for you pretty quick. Right. Drop your affiliate links in there. Um, and make a little, you know, make a little extra cash for that post and no, absolutely goodwill. You know, so let's say you work with realtors, right? You just, 25 best gifts for the other realtors in your office or, yeah. or buyers for your buyers, real estate agents can give to their, you know, that's a year round when you could do, you could like mm -hmm. 25 best housewarming gifts for realtors to give their clients. Yep. You know, that's a good year round post that could, could make you money around as an affiliate. And then of course you could always link out to your other stuff as well. Right. So it just made me no, think about like this that. time of year. Cause I, like I said, I was on one this morning. It was like top 
Oh, you see them all over the yeah. place now. Yeah. And I love the ones that are by price point. I think that's mm -hmm. really cool. Like, you know, here's, you know, 40 gifts by price point. And then mm -hmm. they've got like an under 25, 25 to 50, 50 to 100, and then over 100. Yeah. Because um, that's how most people shop for gifts. Yep. They're looking for that price points. Especially when you're looking for client, you know, this is, this is great when it comes this time of year, when it comes to trying to figure out what you're, what to get for clients, you yeah. know, and in different levels too, you know, yeah. cause you're different levels of clients, you know, there's the, and some clients the can't take certain, huh? <laughs> some clients can't take over certain amounts. Exactly. Oh yeah. I've dealt with that, uh, quite often. Like they have Especially a $50 corporate stuff. Yeah. They can't yeah, take the big a lot gift of, anymore. A lot of my corporate clients in the past have said, oh yeah, we I can't accept a gift over fifty dollars because it's it's by, you know, not everybody's like that, but some uh will say, Yeah, it's we're not allowed to over fifty dollars. So yeah. that's when they get the fifty dollar uh because it's not over. It's fifty dollar <laughs> Omaha steaks. Right. <laughs> Those are great ones. Yeah. And you can do a subscription because mm -hmm. I mean, different ones have different rules. Like sometimes yep. it's $50 a year. Sometimes it's $50 per Absolutely. gift. Yeah. Like, yep. so you have to kind of know the rules in that for mm -hmm. sure. Um, but for most people, probably a lot of people listening to this podcast, there's probably not a limit. So you could just, right. Um, you know, if you've got a list of people with addresses and buyers, like look at the lifetime value of your customer. Right. Or the annual value of your customer and find some gifts, you know, whether it's a book or something mm -hmm. else that you could send out. Yeah. I love to send books. That's a great idea, Sean. Books are, <clears throat> if you know, you know, obviously you have to know if you have readers, <laughs> clients yeah. that are readers. I love using Amazon and then having it gift wrapped. Yes. And you can put it on the card, you know, like thought you might like this book. If you already have yeah. it, pass it on to a friend mm -hmm. or something like that. Um, but most and people most people don't know that Amazon has that. You can have uh, things gift wrapped on yeah. Amazon. A anytime you order, there's like that option. Or something yep. like that. Yeah, it's it's pretty reasonable. great little uh, great little feature. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's talk about um, let's talk about the hammock effect. I found this one very oh. interesting. The hammock. Like the hammock, like yeah. the one that you're laying in, right? Right. So you want to actually avoid the hammock effect during sales presentation. So let me pop up on the old screen here. Um, and I got this off of corporatevisions.com. Uh, okay. When I was looking through, looking for some stuff. And this is interesting. Um, so according to their statistics, Attention is at about 70% attentive at the beginning of your presentation. It dips to about 20% in the middle and then moves up to 100% when you're about to tell them the price, right? Right. Because everybody wants to know what the price is. So they, yep. they wake back up for that one. So how do you get this dip? That's the hammock, this red line. If you if you start at 70 and it, you, know, you have a, a trough that goes down to 20 and then back up to 100, mm -hmm. You've got this hammock looking thing if you're if you're just listening. So what you want to do is you you're not going to avoid attention loss in the middle of your your talk. But what you want to do instead of it being a just a slow curve down and up, you want to create spikes. Okay. So it's more like an interval workout instead of like a just a long mm -hmm. valley, right? Sure. So I thought this was really interesting the way they talk about doing this and that makes so much sense 
it's so obvious, um, but I've never really heard it um, talked about like this. So they talk about using number play or grabber numbers. And what you would do is you would write down three numbers at the top of your presentation. So three, 1.5 and 70. Okay. Like right in the intro, it might be something like, um, you know, you could write them if you're doing a, across the table, if you're doing it on a whiteboard, you could just write the numbers and say, I'm going to show you why these three numbers are vital to your success in blah, blah, blah. Right. Mm -hmm. And you just put the numbers up there, but you don't explain them yet. You just open with them. And then as you unfold your presentation, you then define what the numbers are and the numbers okay. three might be a 3% error rate, which is the lowest you can get when using a manual process, multiple system. This is substantial, never go away unless you change your systems and processes. Right. And then your 1.5, 1.5 million, which is the amount of that 3% error rate is costing you each year. This means four or five full-time employees are manually working to correct the errors. 70, 70,000. This is the amount needed to defend the average wage in our lawsuit today's competitive marketplace. This isn't good use of your limited resources. So you would have to do a little research. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what this company does is they actually help you, um, kind of help you find some of these numbers and do some research stuff, but you could do the research and kind of, kind of have these numbers ready to go for your industry. Um, Jonathan, I could see you doing something like this. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, you just, Imagine just walking up. Imagine the power of this because it's really just an, a form of an open loop, right? Mm -hmm. you're, just, you're just getting them to stick around and they want to know because the brain has to, it can't stand a riddle. Like it needs to know the answer to a riddle. And it'll yeah, because you're like, you're, there's curiosity effect right there. Yeah, I mean, you're exactly. like, okay. So he's just threw out these out. numbers. I want to know. <laughs> yeah. And you're spreading out over the presentation <laughs> right. so that it's not all at the end. Right. Because right now they, the only number they care about is price, right? Mm -hmm. Probably. Yeah. That's at the end. So they know they can check their phone until the end and whatever. So this is a good way to keep them involved throughout as you reveal these numbers. And you think about this, like stage hypnotists and magicians, and it's kind of what they're doing with card tricks and stuff, right? Right. They, you want to see at each point how they're revealing this stuff. So you're kind of doing the same thing. Mm. But I mean, I could, I could see you going into a boardroom or even on a zoom call, you pull up the whiteboard and you just yeah. write the, you just walk up, not say a word, and just, <laughs> just write, write these numbers write real numbers big down, like, and then sit down <laughs> and then just, you know, put your lines between them maybe. Yep. And then turn around and look at everybody's like, what yeah. are you 1.5? What, what's going on? Like yep. now you've got their attention. You do a little mm -hmm. bit of an intro, you mm -hmm. tease the number a little bit without giving it away. Right. You say, now let me explain why these numbers are so important for your business. And then boom, unravel them one at a time. Oh, sure. Yeah. Obviously if they all connect, that's even better. And then at the end, um, they'll be, because you haven't lost their attention, you're more likely to convince them mm -hmm. um, on the, on the close. Right. Yeah. We all know it's not about the close. It's about, it's about everything up to the close. Yeah. Right. However, with that said, there are four words that can increase your close by 20, by almost 50%. Another one that caught my attention at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. See how I just segued <laughs> right into that. All right. So this one was pretty cool. 
and I've used a form of this. I've never used this exact phrase, okay. but I use this a lot in my copy and I've used this a lot on in-person sales calls. And I've had intuitively kind of stumbled across it. Um, but to see somebody else put it in print was, was pretty cool. So they did a survey using this phrase with 22,000 people and it doubled the chance, almost doubled the chance of the person saying yes to the request. Okay. So it's not the word because, mm-hmm. right? We've seen that one before. Oh yeah. It's not yeah. that because that's one word. This is four words. So here's the phrase. What do you think it is, Jonathan? You would use it near the close or at the close. Um, uh, when <laughs> I, I'm thinking of a phrase that's like talking past where you're literally talking past the sale. Like yeah. you're assuming that the sale's already made. And I don't know what those words are, but I'm assuming that's what this phrase would sort of think um think from the client's standpoint you want to have them i'll just say okay i think what happens i think what's going on here is this phrase makes them feel uh it gives them the power of choice and it makes them feel safe okay so here's the phrase but you are free Hmm. so you might drop the price, you might drop the terms and say, but you're free to choose whatever you want. Yeah. You're free to find another alternative, but you right. are free to whatever. So you can kind of change that up, but you are free is the key part of the phrase. And I definitely use something very similar in coffee and uh, coffee and <laughs> copy. Um, where I'll say something like, at this point, <clears throat> you know, uh, this is where I, where I ask you to make a decision one way or the other, but I, but truth is I can't force you to make a decision. I can't jump through the computer screen and make you click the buy button. Yeah. That's up to you. Um, and even if I could, I wouldn't, because that wouldn't be fair to you. This has to be your choice, your decision. So I'll, that's, that's typically something I've worked into copy more and more lately. And I found it does definitely help because um, mm-hmm. it gives just people that little bit of relief and reminds them that they are in control. Yeah. And that they can walk. And I've done this on, um, on zoom calls when I close sales, I'm like, look, at this point it's your choice. You know, and I, and I literally throw my hands up like, like I'm doing right now. On the, if you were watching video, I'll mm-hmm. literally throw up both, both hands next to my side, be like, look, at this point, it's out of my control. It's your choice. I can't jump through the Zoom here and make you say yes or make you mm-hmm. fill out the order form, right? So you're 100% in control here. You know, if I've done my job and you want it, great. If not, you know, that's your choice. Yeah. So, Jonathan, how would you like to proceed? Yeah. And so, yeah. And so that to me, that's like the takeaway. Yeah, um, exactly. The take, uh, it's almost like a takeaway close. Similar, like, yes to where you, you almost, you know, you, you put the impression that you almost don't need the business or right. you don't need that sale. And you don't um, need any given sale. Like yeah, once, it, you, once you really understand that as a, as a salesperson or right. anybody who sells to a client or customer, um, 
if you can really understand that, that you don't need any given client, you right. would like it, be nice, mm -hmm. but chances are you'll survive without it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Chances are very high that you'll survive without it. Yep. You may not feel like it in the moment. You may really need the commission or whatever, <laughs> but the truth is you'll find, you'll figure out a way. That's right. To survive if they say exactly. no. And if you can no. get that through your head, it really, it really helps increase your sales rate because you, yep. you lose that commission breath. Yeah, exactly. No, that's good. I like that. Um, and I've used that to some degree, to some variation. You're yeah. free to, because I've always used it in presentations. You're free to uh, to research, do your own research and yeah. find out, you know, because you want to, people are very knowledgeable today and, and people have access to the internet. They have access to all sorts of data. So, you know, typically when you reinforce uh, a presentation or a, you know, a sales presentation with you're free to, you know, check it out yourself, do your own research, um, you know, call on other companies or whatever, you know, that totally, I mean, that, that is very powerful. I can see, I mean, I see yeah. that all the time. It's like, it, it takes, it gives them the, not only the power of choice, but it, Again, it's like the takeaway selling approach to saying, you know, <laughs> I'm here, you know, I've just showed you the value yeah. and, you know, it, you're welcome to research it on your own. Um, I'm here if you need me and I'm moving on. So, yeah, um, yeah there's some attractive about that. For yep, sure. Exactly. Yep. It, it goes back to one of my, my all time favorite books, Sean, in sales. I've, I've got a list of of five, like the, the top five best books in the field of selling. And one of them is Dan Kennedy's no BS, uh, selling no BS guide to selling. So, um, and he talks about, he spends like a whole chapter or two on the art of the takeaway sell, which, you know, is kind of, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of this in that to where you don't want to, you, you obviously don't want to appear like you need it or want it so right. bad that you'll do anything to get it. So, yeah. um, yeah, people, I mean, we call that in the industry commission breath <laughs> yep. you know, and face to face. Selling they can anyway. sense it. They can smell it. <laughs> yeah. They can smell it. They can hear it. They can right. everything like so many subconscious si signals are firing off Yeah, when you're in that needy mode. Right. Um, and you can be, an actual need, you just can't show it, you know, never let That's them see you sweat like the old deodorant commercial mm -hmm. talked about. Right. Yeah. Um, but if you really can, can do the mental rewiring that you don't actually need it, right. That you want it, but you don't need it. That's a big shift. And that's usually the shift. I think the right. best salespeople have to make at some point, like right. they, they get it. Cause you are going to get more no's than yeses. Mm-hmm. If you're not, you're not selling either high enough or you're not talking to enough people. Sure. One of the two. Yep. All right. So um, let's go with this kind of negative, positive gap um, idea that this can be used in copy. This can also be used face-to-face. -face. Um, and this is from uh, a group I'm in on Facebook called Nothing Held Back. I told you about um, mm -hmm. This is a great group. If you're in sales, if you write copy, if you have your own products, uh, there's 27,000 members in this group. You have to apply to get in, but it's a great group uh, to be in. Very knowledgeable people. And the, the 
founder of the group, Alan Sultanic. Um, he's one of the admins and he's the one that posts these gems of, of stuff. This guy writes amazing copy mm -hmm. and he's a student and a math, uh, uh, a master of copy. Uh, he, mm -hmm. he studied his, is this at a whole level that, you know, just more than I ever did. That's why he's more successful than I was. As a cop. Mm -hmm. so, I'm good, but I'm not this good. <laughs> um, so he was talking about how positively versus neg negatively personalized copy. And I thought it was very interesting because I, I noticed he basically said, whenever you have anything negative and the words I, you, and we around them, right? So a lot of people are taught in copy. You want to use I, you, we, that kind of stuff. Right. The problem is if you do that when you're talking about the negative side, then they associate the negative qualities with themselves or with your product or with you. Yeah. And it creates this <clears throat> negative subconscious association. So here's an example of negatively personalized copy. <laughs> Once you turn 35, your hormones change. And when that happens, your skin's elasticity decreases. This is why your skin can't shrink as much as the scale shrinks in numbers. This is the real reason why most women over 35 end up with loose skin and stretch marks after they lose weight. So that's the bad news. So here's the same copy, but a little bit more generalized and not personalized so much. Once a woman turns 35, hormones change. And when that happens, skin's elasticity decreases. And this is why skin can't shrink as much as the scale shrinks in numbers. This is the real reason why most women over 35 end up with loose skin and stretch marks. So you can see like in the first version, yeah. you kind of feel depressed and hopeless, <laughs> right? So yeah, now you're, now they're in a deeper hole you. that you've got to, yeah, you, they're in a deeper hole that you've got to pull them out of. Sure. Yeah. Cause you just put them into a, like, uh, yes. Mm -hmm. Thanks for reminding yep. me. Yep. But because the second one though, it kind of disassociates and they're like, yeah, that happens to most women. I hope that doesn't happen to me. Mm -hmm. Like it's not as personal. Right. And then here's how you spin that into the positive about the product. Right. So now here's the good news. It's possible for you to tighten skin and, and tone, tighten and tone loose skin by giving your skin everything it needs to increase elasticity. And when you start doing this, you'll enable your skin to shrink itself. That's why once we've enabled your skin to do that, it becomes a shortcut to reclaiming your dream body. This mm -hmm. is the Titan Tone skin system. Um, so it's subtle, but it's really powerful. And instead of a lot of people will teach, like you want to get people in the pain, but if you do it too much associated with them mm -hmm. and not a little bit more general, then you can put them too far in the hole and then it's hard to pull them back out. To the point where they don't feel like yeah, there's nothing like, uh, that can be possible, right? Yeah. You know, then they're reminded of all the products that didn't work and blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah, things like that. Sure. Yeah. So you want them to remember the problem mm -hmm. without them identifying too much with the problem. Yep. Uh, and then, so the, you still creating a gap, but it's a much, it's a, it's more of a, Ooh, I want that. I don't want what most women get in mm -hmm. this case, right? I want to be different. So I want this product because I don't want to be like those other right. people. Because yep. they haven't dissociated, they haven't associated themselves with that yet. So I thought that was really powerful. That's very great. simple. Um, but it's when you're doing problem solution type stuff, you know, even when you're talking to your clients, you know, industrial clients, Jonathan, like, you know, if you just, you know, 
think about that. You know, most companies, you wouldn't say, you, you know, I noticed your company is doing this and losing this and missing this, this, you know, wasting this many dollars or whatever. Right. You could say most companies I talk to are doing this, 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 and this, mm -hmm. but with our system, you, 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 mm -hmm. and then you list off the benefits. Right. Cause then it, they, I made a comment on this uh, post. I was like, yeah, I can see like, now they're like, Ooh, I don't want to be like most people. <laughs> I want to be like, I want to be special. Right. So I'm going to buy this product. So I'm special and I'm different from everybody else instead of being like everybody else and hoping the product will work to solve yeah. those problems that you mm -hmm. just gave me. So, yep. <clears throat> um, let's see. Yeah. That's what, one of the things I, that's kind of one of the things I use in, well, you know, I use this in industrial sales, but also in, in, you know, if you're selling podcasting, like on my podcast sponsorships and advertising where yeah. I will like, you know, most, a lot of companies are, you know, they're spending ad dollars on <clears throat> traditional advertising, like trade associations. And, you know, those are getting less and less. And, and to a degree, those are losing, those platforms are losing money and a lot of them are going digital today. Yeah. Um, so you're thinking how, how much or, you know, how often are, you know, is your targeted audience seeing the ads that you're paying for in these publications? Right. And so, you know, a lot of them are spending tons of money here when they could be, you know, spending money in a, a very, in a more resourceful way, you know, with, with your platform. Yep. And I even saw that, um, I think it was in one of the newsletters I get the New York times is finally their digital platform has finally become their most profitable platform. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Someone, you know, 20 years to make the right. pivot <clears throat> print to digital, but they're actually profitable on their digital advertising side now. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, if New York times is, is finally made the switch, you know, phone book's I think been dead for a while. Things going is it's eventually it's sad to see in, in so many cases. Cause I love the, in a lot of ways, I love the print format of certain publications, you know, getting that, being able to just read it and, yeah. you know, without just clicking. But, um, I think if you've got the resources and you know, the value of your customer, I think you, you yeah. can definitely still use print very effectively. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, especially in smaller niches where you can kind of own the journal, a right. trade journal for your industry or stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, but it's not going to be the leader of your advertising no. like it once was, it'll be more of a good supplement. Right. Um, then. Yeah. You've got to have, but yeah, you pretty much have to got, have both. I mean, the bottom line with advertise, you got to go where the eyes are. That's right. Yep. You know, I mean, you wouldn't put a billboard up, you know, in West Texas probably for your, right. <laughs> like there's people out there, but <laughs> chance of you hitting your, your prospect are pretty slim unless yeah. you're, you're, you know, you're selling, I don't know, like, dusting services to get rid of dust. Um, <laughs> that's about all that's out there. Right. Um, so yeah. So the final thing I had was the Ransberger pivot and I'd never heard it called this, but this is something that a lot of, um, really good debaters will use, but you could also use it in sales and 
it's a it's a process and i think if you've been in sales a long time you just you naturally come to this conclusion but it's basically the idea is when someone says something that you don't agree with especially if you're new to sales or like we said earlier jonathan if you need the sale Right. Our first impulse is to kind of contradict or correct them or to give our rebuttal or to, you know, give our overcome our objections, right? We've got our list of objections and we want to overcome the objection, right? Because mm-hmm. that's that's what was taught for a long time. Um, you know, we want to show them why we're right and they're wrong. Okay. But as you can imagine, that you know, if you've been <laughs> in sales for very long like you quickly learn that that doesn't usually work. Right. Yeah. Especially now more than ever. Cause I think people dig in on their ideas more than ever. I think that's part of social oh, of media and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, and so people just get more and more entrenched. So basically what you do is the first thing you do is when you hear an objection, you actually dig into the objection and you say, you know, you listen and you might say something like, so why do you feel this way? Or what makes this important to you? Mm-hmm. Let's say, let's say you're, um, you're selling software services and you know, your program has an eight week onboarding training onboarding. Cause you really want your customers to get the best use. And you realize that, that if they go through that, they're more likely to use it, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, uh, I can't set aside eight weeks. Yeah. To train my team, blah, 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 blah. Right. And Jonathan, I'm sure you do this naturally with your people, um, you know, switching out systems and things like that is very expensive. You know, Mm -hmm. we've talked about that on previous episodes, how much that cost of a manufacturing company to be down for an hour or two hours or whatever. Oh yeah. Um, so you, you ask them, you just kind of lean into it. Like what, you know, why, what is it about eight weeks of, of taking your your people through a training program that, you know, that worries you and you get genuinely curious and you get on their side. And instead of talking about your product, you make the rest of the presentation about their objection and you get on their team on their side of the table, so to speak. And you help them basically figure out, um, the thing. So the step one is you just, you, you listen and you ask, you know, Stephen Covey would say, you seek first to understand, right? So you find out what's really going on. And then number two, step two is you voice, you find something to agree with. Um, You might say something like, it's clear to me that we both believe, you know, employee time is very valuable and you've got employees here for a very specific reason and adding something else to their schedule, like training on new software doesn't seem to make sense. Right. So I basically just restate their concern and I would agree with them. Sure. So that they feel, um, and then step two B is you would, you admit that you misunderstood their need. And this takes a little, you know, you got to swallow your pride a little bit. Um, you know, but you can say something like, you know, I apologize. I kind of, I didn't realize how important this was to you. That's my mistake. And that will let them know that you listened, that you understand. That's tough for some people. Yeah. (laughs) But you can see the vulnerability in it and how that would really let people know that you're, you know, that you're, um, 
getting what they say. Right. Yeah. And then three, you just kind of follow up with, you kind of just have to, you should already have this and you, you kind of already know your, your objections with most people. Right. So you're just, you're just putting a couple of steps in before you answer the objection with what you know typically works so that they'll be more bought into when you overcome the objection. Mm -hmm. So in this case, you might say, we found that if you give us one hour per employee per week for eight weeks, that it increases productivity by 42% in the following eight weeks or, you know, or whatever your numbers are. Right. Right. And then they're going to be like, Oh, so, you know, in one quarter, basically you'll have, uh, all your employees time back. Plus you'll be on the positive side and they will be even more productive for the remaining three quarters of the year and every year thereafter. I totally made those numbers up, but that's, you know, you would have your own data to kind of plug in there. Sure. Um, what is this? There's Ransberger pivot is what it's called the Ransberger pivot. Okay. Um, R A N S B E R G E R pivot. Okay. Um, you know, it's very, it's very like, um, <clears throat> like I said, it's, you know, Stephen Covey seek first to understand then to be understood. Right. I mean, that's a big part of it. Um, a couple other quotes in this article that I was reading, one of the most sincere forms of respect is actually listening to what another person has to say. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see. One of the other quotes that I thought was good. When we were most successful, it was because we were trying to find what was right, not to be right. Hmm. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's a good, that's I like a good that. quote. So you want to find out what's right for your client and not yeah. just to be right. Yep. Um, yeah. And if, and you, you know, Jonathan, you know, like if you force, something just to make the sale that never works out in the long run. Like, no, it, it's either a pay service the price nightmare. on the back end. Yeah. Yeah. It's a service nightmare. It's like, that's right. Messes up your reputation, <clears throat> like all that kind of stuff. It's a quick fix. Hey, you know, referencing you know, like Stephen Covey, you know, talk, talking about the, you know, seek first to understand. He also talks about the, you know, you're everyone who tries for the quick fix. Um, you know, to cut corners, to get the sale, to yeah. achieve your objective. Sometimes the quick fix, well, most of the time, the quick fix is the, that's the worst approach. You yeah. know, you've got yeah, to dig talks, deep. And, yeah. He talks about win-win versus win-lose. Mm -hmm. um, that's a book, man. If, if our listeners haven't, I know there's, we have a lot of younger listeners too. And just that book stands the test of time. If you've not read seven habits, principles are people. amazing yeah um it really is still well, i think one of the best books ever written i was telling somebody this week in fact sean that like cialdini the principles of influence mm -hmm. uh and i never get that title correct so it's like influence the six principles of persuasion or either it's persuasion the six principles of influence one of the two i think it's influence is the influence okay title um, it's funny that I always mess that up and that book and the seven habits are the two books that I try to, you know, go back to on a regular basis, you know, listen yeah. to, if not like all, all the way through at least parts of the book, you're in well, and you're out. 
yeah now you can <clears throat> you know you can get the cliff notes version yeah you know summary mm -hmm. versions of those pretty easily yep. they've been around so long but but yeah i think i agree i think those are two that you could reread annually yeah. mm -hmm. um and get something new every time there's i'm actually thinking right now because I've, I've just noticed a lot of people posting books that i've read before you know in my friends groups yep and i'm like man i read that but i'm a different person now like yeah i think i need to go read <laughs> like i feel i feel like 2024 is going to be a year of rereading a lot of books yeah old because books because i feel like i've done a lot of personal work and i think i would see a lot of these books very differently than i yeah. saw than i read them you know three four five ten years absolutely ago. Yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, it feels like I won't be able to resist completely buying new books, but <laughs> um, I, I definitely want to slow down a little bit and go back and read. Go back to the some of the some of the yeah. ones that were the most, um, yeah, and that had the biggest know, impact on your life. Well, even uh, not not even that. It's just if they're still being talked about today. Like yeah. one that I've seen quite a few times recently is Joe Dispenza's Supernatural. Mm. It's been out for a little while. I read it when it first came out and I'm I like, read that one. Um, I'm like, yeah, I need to go back and read that. Cause I see the world very differently now than I did then. Um, you know, especially in the, in the more, um, I don't know if it's personal development. I don't know where that falls under that kind of stuff, but, right. um, just a lot of those books that have, have definitely shaped my worldview. <clears throat> I just need to go back and reread. So that's, that's what I'm thinking about for 2024 is going back and rereading some both classics. Um, and just yeah. when I see somebody recommend a book and I've already read it, not dismiss it, be like, okay, maybe I should go back and reread. that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, telling you like seven habits, you go through that book and every time, even if you've already read it, if you've read it two or three times, you know, prior, you're always, yeah. you always seem to pick up something. Right. You know? Cause you're, you're reading it from a different, you're a different mm -hmm. person when you're reading it. Yeah. You're so, at a, a different place in life for sure. You know, maybe you're managing people differently. Maybe you have yeah. teenagers instead of little toddlers, mm -hmm. like, for you sure. know, whatever, like it's, yeah, it just, it grows with you. And that's yeah. the sign of, I think of a, of a classic book is, and that, and you know, he talks about that in the introduction of the book, like this is principles based, not tactics based. Yeah, that's right. Um, and a lot of stuff that we read is tactics based. So yep. I would go, so that's probably how I would define whether or not to reread is if I think mm -hmm. it's more of a principles based book then I would reread it again, if it's tactics, maybe, maybe not. You know, yeah. just that's one of those, you kind of maybe skim, uh, yeah. you know, but like the fundamental principles, those stand the test of time, you know, yep. for sure. seven habits, you know, Chidini, um, Psycho-cybernetics. That's another yeah, that's one. Another good yeah. one. Yeah. Very good. Any ones that you, yeah. I mean, you know, even some of the ones that, you know, think and grow rich and mm -hmm. uh, as a man thinketh and, yep. you know, some of these that just keep showing up Yeah. in conversations. Sure. I mean, there's a reason they keep showing up. Yeah. Uh, and if you've read it once, even twice, two or three times, like just keep reading them. You know, I got to mention Sean, our previous guest, Carlos uh, Alvarenga, yes. I did get his book. His book came in Monday. Nice. Um, the Rules of Persuasion. So, yeah. you know, we had him on. I do on think on, that's going to be a new classic. 
I really <laughs> could be. I mean, this guy's like, he's all over the place. Like I had him on, you know, in addition to our, our persuasion podcast, I had him back on, on my uh, composites podcast, just because I thought, you know, I told him, I said, you know, after, you know, I finally, you know, I ordered your book, I got it on Monday and I started reading through some of this. And I said, you know, from a management standpoint, uh, this is, this is actually real. I mean, it would benefit so many uh, business leaders in our industry to go through a book like this. So yeah. um, actually had him back on. The amount and, of research uh, he did and the, and the, the breadth of it, I think is, is yeah, really he spent a lot of time in this field. Like yep. it's, yeah, I was very impressed just going through, I mean, just talking to him and going through the table of contents. I still haven't read it yet. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely on my list. That is a new book. I guess I need to buy it in 20 right now. Of 2024. <laughs> I got to stock up on all my new books in the next month. Yeah, this one's, it's good. It's, it's worth, I've, I've gone through the first couple of chapters and the introduction and it's worth the, uh, it's worth the time. Yeah. Uh, he gets into some, I love like some of the examples, pages, that, right? That's what's long. that? It's 300 plus pages. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like super thick. And, uh, he uses it, you know, it's funny that he uses some of the, um, you know, he goes into, uh, Aristotelian logic and then, but he also pulls from, you know, some of the people that, you know, some of the great leaders throughout history, you know, that we've talked about Lincoln and JFK, some of their speeches and, you know, what are some of the elements of persuasion that they, uh, you know, that they emulated, you know, to, you know, charisma, the character, and then yeah. how they played on the emotion. And then, you know, Maybe. just talking about, you know, how, you know, it's used today and so many, you know, technology, social media, all of that stuff. So have you clicked through any of the, uh, QR codes? I have not. Yeah. Nope. So he said he's got like 40 different QR codes in there to click through to examples, like yeah. videos and. Yep. I've seen some of, of those. Mm-hmm. Just to yeah, bring, he that, references just to bring everything the episode from, full circle, talking about mm -hmm. QR codes. Yeah, um, he's got links to, uh, uh, you know, everything from like movie segments. For, you know, you think about The Godfather, there's, uh, yeah. <laughs> there's films from, I mean, there's lessons on persuasion for all sorts of different, from all sorts of different films and in TV shows that he, he talks about. But, you know, do you remember um, ever going to like a Dan Kennedy event, like either info summit or one of the big ones and then they yeah. would have like a movie night mm -hmm. and he would take a movie and he would kind of yeah. talk about it as yeah. as you were watching it and all the different little things yeah. i always thought that was cool i would do that if i hadn't I, had my own event that's that's super cool i was i've never attended one of those but i think that would be super cool to even watch yeah um yeah it is pretty cool like and i would probably pick something like i think inception Yes. It's a great marketing movie. That's your all-time favorite, right? Yeah. And it's one of my <laughs> definitely one of my favorites. And I think of it as a marketing movie. Uh-huh. Yep. Because that's really what you do in marketing. Mm -hmm. Is you plant an idea in someone's head that they think mm -hmm. is their own. Yep. Which is the whole kind of point oh, yeah. of the movie. You know? Yep. Um yeah. So yeah, it's good stuff, man. I think that's a that's all the points I had. Yeah, good stuff. Um you know, that's, uh, we're going in Thanksgiving tomorrow. So Sean, any big plans? I mean, uh, you know, we're going doing a Friendsgiving. Or... Um, kids are both doing their own thing in yep. their own parts of the world. So mm -hmm. 
we are doing Friendsgiving here in town. Friends, I um, love that. I love that. And Tamara is right now, as we speak, Jonathan, there is a big dish of apples oh. that are marinating in hot scotch whiskey, which is oh, butterscotch, butterscotch with a little bit of uh, spice to it. It's called mm-hmm. hot scotch. It's from Iron yeah. Wolf Distillery here locally. <laughs> so we'll have a... Uh, a whiskey flavored apple pie to tomorrow. Mm. Um, so that'll, outstanding. That'll yeah. Outstanding. Yeah. <laughs> um, by the way, I, I was going to send you that. I don't yeah. think I pulled it up on, I don't think I sent it to you, but yeah. So there's this, there was a statistic between P um, Pecan pie, apple pie, and pumpkin pie. Oof. Which is the favorites for Thanksgiving? Um, Nash- I'm going to say that probably I would I would vote for pecan pie, but I, I think that pumpkin pie probably wins the uh, wins that contest. Yes. So. Pumpkin reigns supreme for America's Thanksgiving meal. Look at uh, pecan pie. You got to be kidding, man. Only nah. Mississippi and Alabama. I mean, yeah. what is Georgia and Tennessee doing there? I don't know, man. They're like, uh, they're falling behind. You got to keep the, you know, the, the most people happy. And the green is apple pie. So we're breaking the trend. We're going with sure. apple pie tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but this is based on, you know, cherry chocolate, sweet potato. They, they didn't even make yeah. the cut. Uh, top three Thanksgiving pies, according to a YouGov poll, pumpkin with 23% of the vote, pecan with 14%, and apple with 12%. Yeah. So. Uh, I love apple pie, but I always consider apple pie more of a um, a spring-summer uh, dessert than than a, um, yeah. You know, I think more it's more, a, I even see it more at Christmas because yep. you can put the right spices on it. It kind of gets Christmassy sure. a little yeah. bit. Yep. Um, but I love apple pie. HEB makes an incredible apple pie. And I get mm. like every once in a while, I'll just get a half an apple pie from the bakery and have it with some vanilla ice cream. Put a little ice cream on that, man. Oh, man. Anytime in the fall. like <laughs> It's funny for me, it's more of a fall thing, but I'll, it's year round for me. Let's be honest. Yeah. Well, that's why I love it during the summer because I put the I, I don't eat a lot of ice cream during the fall and winter, but man, I'll throw some ice cream on that apple pie and phew, I don't so know. good. I mean, and, I'm year uh, round on ice cream. That's just <laughs> if there's not ice cream in the freezer, then life is just something's wrong. <laughs> Something is wrong. We're in bad shape if there's no ice cream in the free, freezer. Well, I need the recipe on this. Uh, this. This this pie that uh, she's making, what did you call it scotch? Uh, it's called hot scotch. Hot um, scotch. Iron Wolf Distillery. Okay. Um, I might have to put that on your your Christmas list. Yeah, I, I would love. Did I send I you some Iron that. Wolf before? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, yeah, it's Iron Wolf. Let's see, it's our spirits. Hot scotch. Okay. The hot scotch is butterscotch whiskey with <clears> a blend of Texas <throat> peppers yeah. for a back end heat, a unique sweet and spicy favorite. So we'll see. Oh man, I got to put that on the list. Yeah, that is. They, a, uh, I think it's 
they have it at most of the uh, total wines. I think they now ship nationwide. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you can find Hot Scotch Iron Wolf Distillery, okay. um, and it's it's really good. It's it's just what it says. It's a little sweet like butterscotch, but then it's got a little kick on the back end uh, with some Texas peppers, and that's a good. That's if Ooh. you're going to get a flavored, that's Love a good it. flavored to get for sure. So. Had a little silver rating there. Yeah. 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 They, man, that's a good distillery here in town. So, all right, man. Well, I guess that's a wrap. Yeah. Hope everyone, all of our listeners, hope you all have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Um, enjoy the uh, time of food, fellowship, family, little football in between. And uh, Sean, we look forward to uh, shopping, getting, huh? <laughs> online shopping. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, those Amazon uh, Friday uh, or Black Friday sales as you're watching that NFL game, I'm going to tune in. I have no interest, Sean, in that game whatsoever. But I'm I'm fascinated by how we'll that. See. I'm fascinated by that work that that game and how that's going to look. Uh, so I'm going to check it out. Just yeah. So case. what are the odds in Vegas that Jonathan buys something off off one of the ads <laughs> and QR codes? It's possible. Especially if they throw it's a very golf possible. club up there. <laughs> unless i'm falling asleep you know as the jets are yes. getting drilled by the dolphins i guess maybe yeah. uh then nothing will happen but uh uh yeah to all of our listeners hope you have a wonderful thanksgiving you can find us on all of your platforms stitcher radio spotify uh iheart you name it uh persuasion by the pint.com sean look forward to uh being back on next week hope you have a great weekend all right see you